Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Trust me. 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 G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. Thank you for joining us, really do appreciate your company this week. Welsh in live, g'day to you guys. Very good day, Tony, how are you? Excellent, thank you mate, extremely well, thank you. Congratulations to you, Tony, you won a grand final on the weekend, mate. Part of the Melbourne Aces, uh, all of our Melbourne City Wrestling fans here in Victoria would very much know the Melbourne Aces from, uh, of course, the Bushfire Relief Show that uh, we did at... The, uh, the ballpark. That's a really wrestling podcast, yeah. guys. Come on. No, that's yeah. right. and I appreciate it. was fantastic for the Me and my family appreciate the uh, the tickets you teed up for us, mate. That was uh, really good for night one of the grand final. No so problems. thank you for that. And um, then, uh, yeah, winning that one and then going sitting to Adelaide. In a, uh, I was sitting it? not with my family, though, so... Where were you sitting? Your family would be happy about no, that. No, they had a great night. Probably been their they had choice. a great night. And I was sitting with someone else's wife, randomly, so yeah. I got a date this weekend, so... It all worked out good, well. It's doing fantastically well. Yeah. It's doing fantastically disgusting. well. It is. It's shocking. We're actually disgusted. Uh, Marcus Cool last week, guys. Fantastic response. What a guy. From the public about yep. that. It was a very, very good show. Well, you wouldn't have listened to it, but... No, I, well, he was, there, I was yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> he was... Uh, Marcus is a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Well, she had to go back and listen to it because he doesn't remember it. He was four mm. scotches in by then and... I remember. I obviously didn't listen to it because I kept the part that I probably should have taken out in. No, that was fine, Tony. That's, okay. that's the line. Oh, uh, a little yeah. bit further. The one he, the one he was talking about getting rid of, wasn't the problem one. <laughs> 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 and I was too drunk to remember him saying the other one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I totally forgot about that too. Yeah, well, so did I. <laughs> What was I We thinking? didn't have to highlight it two I, weeks. I couldn't protect him from being cancelled. No. Uh, I tell you what, I might not have been thinking right last week, but you guys were definitely thinking right this week when you booked this lady to be our guest. Of course, she is... The By popular f- demand. For, yeah. By popular demand. And rightly so, too. Uh, and as in with anything on this show, if people request it, we give it to them, including theme songs that we shouldn't probably play, but we... Do. It's another story. Uh, let's have a chat to the former MCW Women's Heavyweight Champion, but we should also mention the first MCW Women's Champion. Did I say Women's Heavyweight Champion? That was a faux pas. I didn't mean that. Women's Champion is what I should have said. Her name is Steph Delander, and she joins us now. G'day, Steph. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Uh, first, straight off the top, does it hurt to hear that word former MCW Women's Champion? Um, before you corrected yourself, I was about to correct you and say first. <laughs> um, so it, it does hurt to, to hear former, but as I said, uh, I'm the first and that will never change. So that's still pretty cool. 
Yeah, there can only ever be one first champion. And um, you last time we spoke to you, uh, you had just returned from injury. And I think there was a little bit of... You were confident, but there was a little bit of doubt after spending so much time out. How great of a first year back have you had? Um... I don't I don't even know how to put it into words. Like it's just exceeded my expectations so much. Like in the past 12 months I've done things that I would be happy to have done in the next 5 years. You know, like I I set a list of goals of certain things I wanted to achieve and I ticked them off but then also took it so much further. Like one of my goals was just to debut for MCW so to debut and then become their first ever women's champion is just kind of outrageous. So I'm really happy with how the last year has gone for me. And we'll start, we'll probably do the first part of the interview. We'll talk about MCW heavily um, and then we'll switch it up to PWA um, and yeah. some of the other th- cool things that you got to do this year. But um, you came in and you were teaming with Indy Hartwell um, and you had a really good storyline there. How pleasing was it to to come back and, and have that time with someone who you trust so implicitly? Um, yeah, it was perfect. And I, I'm probably going to say that a lot during this interview and it's going to sound very cliche maybe, but it was everything just lined up so well and it um, it was great. I, it made me feel much more comfortable returning from injury and also being given those opportunities when I had Indy with me. Uh, her and I have such a close friendship and we're so supportive of one another. And what you see on social media is exactly what it's like between us. Like it's very genuine. So having someone hype me up that much and in situations where maybe I doubted myself, having her next to me and behind me pushing me being like, no, you can do this. Uh, it was really good. And it kind of brought stuff out of me that I don't know if I would have had within myself, if that makes sense. She kind of pushed me to another level and like took it a gear above and we just kept trying to push each other. And I, yeah, I really enjoy working with her because she fills me with a lot of confidence in wrestling and in life. Well, you, you say Indy uh, pushing, pushing you up and keeping the confidence up, but also MCW, you know, arguably the f- top two promotions in the country, having yeah. um, their faith in you of making their yeah. the first women's champion, obviously having Indiana company like MCW uh, put their faith, that, that's got to give you self-confidence too. Yeah, it was, um, it, it was such a, a big thing to be given. Like even to, to wrestle in Thornbury Theatre, whether you're on the first match or the main event or be involved in MCW in any way, uh, personally, I, I, I hold that in very high regard. So um, initially to be brought in to wrestle for MCW was like, wow, this is amazing. And then getting to work with Indy and then, you know, there's this tournament for this championship. All of a sudden I'm getting the championship. I'm main eventing. Like I, I really realized how much faith was being put in me and a lot was riding on it. And MCW have been very open with why they held back on having a women's championship for so long. Um, and I think part of that is because they didn't feel like they didn't have a strong enough division and all of that kind of stuff. So I felt, I felt being the first women's champion, I, I had a lot to prove. And I'm not going to say that I had haters standing there being like waiting to see me fail or anything like that. But, you know, you just want to you want to prove people wrong or prove people right and make people proud. And I remember saying to people 
the people that run NCW, like, I just want to make you guys proud and make you look back at this story that I was given and say, we made the right decision. I didn't want anyone to think, oh, you know, we kind of gave her this and she fell flat on her face or whatever. Like, I wanted to take what they'd given me and I wanted to exceed the expectations. And I, I feel like I did that. I'm really happy with everything that I've done in MCW and I know that they're happy with me too. So, yeah, it's a very positive story there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're very unique in Australian wrestling. Um, having, you know, a really good size um, and the ability to wrestle in different styles. And that's what um, the whole introduction of the women's title really needed. It needed that person who could be dominant in the ring and dominant in her promos. Um, and I do feel like you told that story well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's um, that's something I get told quite quite a bit from different people. Um, and that's something that I try and work on. I know I mentioned it last interview, but yeah, I try and be able to kind of adapt to different styles depending on who I'm working with and what the match calls for. But yeah, I think, I mean, I guess because I am bigger, I gravitate towards other bigger, powerful wrestlers and different styles and all that kind of thing. But I think um, there, I, it is what it is. Like I, there is just so many other um, smaller female wrestlers that it's just kind of, I, I don't realize how big I am sometimes, if that makes sense. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm only like, you know, 5'10", 5'11", 80, 85 kilos. Like, that's not that big. But then I see myself next to other female wrestlers and I'm like, oh, mm. I'm like Kane. <laughs> like, I'm a giant. <laughs> like, I kind of forget it sometimes. But then other people are like, no, Steph, you're a beast. Like, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. And I'm like, ah, oh, that seems kind of silly. But then, I, yeah, as I said, I see myself in scale and it's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I might only be 85 kilos, but if a lot of other girls are 60, 65, that's still a big, you know, difference. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I do. I. It's funny. When I was a kid, I used to hate being bigger, and then as soon as I started wrestling, I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> like this, this has really worked out for me. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool as a female to be able to celebrate um, being larger than average. I feel like in so many other um, things in life, it's not. So it's really cool to be able to be like, yeah, like I am this big and it's awesome. <laughs> in in the ring, Steph, has it ever been an issue for you, the size difference that you do have with other girls? Um, I mean, there have been certain things that you just have to work around, but it's just another, that's just another thing. Like when you're working with someone, there are so many factors that go into what you can and can't do you know what is expected of that match the experience level what match you are on the card like whether you're having a main event or whether you're in the first few matches like there are there are so many different elements and size difference is just another one of those elements so yeah like if I'm working an opponent who their whole move set is them being a powerhouse but they're still four inches shorter than me mm. and 10 kilos less than me it's like okay we've got to kind of figure something out that we can still work in your stuff and still get your things in there, but make it believable and, you know, make our story work. So it's, if anything, it's, it's fun for me because it gives me the opportunity to, if I'm wrestling someone smaller, that's where I really beef up my power stuff and I throw them around and I do a lot of that. But if I am wrestling someone closer to my size, it just it gives me an opportunity to do more 
you know, like lighter weight stuff. Like I can, I can do more athletic, you know, my leapfrogs and drop kicks and a little bit of lucha, like at PWA training, we do so much lucha. So it is kind of fun for me sometimes if I'm wrestling a bigger opponent or if I'm wrestling a guy that I can do a bit more of the flippy flashy stuff. So it's kind of good for me in a way because it means that I can work a few different styles depending on who I'm wrestling. One thing that I've noticed um, since the inception in Melbourne of the the girl shows that MCW do is um, we've got a lot of uh, newer fans who are from a non-traditional wrestling family, uh, like they haven't grown up watching wrestling, and a lot of a lot of ladies who, um, when you talk about the good guys and bad guys in wrestling, they just don't see it. What they have told us that they see is just you being a strong kick-ass woman and you're very popular among those newer female wrestling fans yeah that's something that i noticed because when i was brought into mcw uh it was kind of like you're gonna be a bad guy and then i did a couple of things and i had a couple of matches and i was like i'm not getting solid booze like i was getting booze but i was also getting a lot of (laughs) cheers um like there would be points in the match where like I had one match and I think I had both of Lux on my shoulders at once or it was Jessica Troy. I don't know. I had two girls in a fireman's carry and the crowd just lost it. And this is while Indy and I were, you know, being very much bad guys. But I think it's just the visual of like such a strong woman doing like very cool power stuff that everyone just loved. And that's when I realized like, uh, no, who's going to boo this? It's amazing. Everyone wants to see this girl just like throw people around. So, yeah, I have, I've noticed that recently that, that I do have quite a solid kind of fan base that loves seeing that powerful, strong uh, female. So it's, it, it makes it hard if I'm meant to be a bad guy, but also it's, it's like wrestling. The, the crowd's always going to be divided in some, some ways with certain people. So, yeah, I'm definitely all here for it. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like you've adjusted well where you maybe are going to be more of a tweener at Evie's, but then you just did less of that um, more impressive power stuff on the Thornbury shows and just did the, the more bullying stuff, which got the booze. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of that as well um, depends on, you know, my opponent, like what they do can directly uh, affect the reaction against me, you know? So, but yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's fun. And you've got a big match coming up on the on the weekend. Uh, cage match, that's going to be a first for yourself? Yeah, yeah. So I've never had a cage match before. Um, it's very exciting. I was talking to someone the other day and they actually mentioned that um, they said that probably less than like 5% of wrestlers will ever get to have a cage match. And that kind of put it in perspective for me of how big of an opportunity that we've been given. And that so many other wrestlers would love to be able to do this kind of match. So being able to have this cage match main eventing at Max Watts for PWA is kind of like a dream come true. And I feel like I've had a few matches recently where I'm like, this is the biggest match of my career. This is the biggest match of my career. And I'm like, oh boy, I think this one so far is definitely um, the biggest match of my career. So I'm very excited and nervous. Well, I mean, in... I think it's around six months you will have main evented Thornbury Theatre at MCW's biggest show of the year and now you're following it up by main eventing PWA live on OVO in a, I think what may be one of the first women's cage matches in Australian wrestling. 
Yeah, it's not the first, but I'm pretty sure if it's not the second, I don't think there's been many others at all. So, yeah, it's a very uh, pivotal moment. It's very cool. Now, last time we we did speak to you, you concentrated your goals on just looking after the Australian scene, building yourself back up here. Um, what's your plans this year? Um, a bit more overseas travel this year? Yeah, so um, I'm not actually going over for Mania Week. I've had so many fans ask me about it. I'm not going to do Mania Week, um, but that is because I'm planning on later in the year going over and I'll probably do like a three-month kind of stint and shimmer and indies and go and visit Indy Hartwell, <laughs> my bestie, and can sleep stay on. with her for a few <laughs> weeks and do like – I've never really done like a big long trip, um, so I'm kind of going to skip out on Mania and then, yeah, later in the year – um, go for an extended period of time and really kind of get myself out there, do some training and all that good stuff. In the meantime, before I do that, though, uh, just lots more interstate. Uh, there's there's still quite a few places in uh, Australia that I haven't wrestled for yet, so I'm hoping to get there too. You um, did sneak over to the UK uh, last year, though. Um, you had a, a tryout um, with the WWE, how exciting was that? Did that come across? Like, did that come together really quickly, or was that something that was in the works for a while? Um, it was incredibly exciting. It was very, very cool. Uh, that came together quite quickly because I returned from injury in March. Um, I returned to America in April, and by June I was in the UK. So it was a very quick turnaround, and it was quite unexpected. Um, but it was just kind of being in the right place at the right time, being seen by the right eyes um, through wrestling in America. Uh, so that's something that I would say to all independent wrestlers who are wrestling um, and listening to what I'm saying, go overseas and get seen because that's uh, the eyes are watching us, of course, but the more that you can travel and get yourself out there, um, it's only going to benefit you. Uh, and you never know what situation, what random show someone is going to be watching you. And that's kind of what happened. Um, it was just like a random indie show in New Jersey and the right people were there and they saw me and liked me. So, um, and then, yeah, through that, I was invited to the tryout in New, uh, in England. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a great, it was, a, it was one of the coolest things, if not the coolest thing I've ever done. It was just a magical experience the whole time it still it didn't feel real like it didn't actually sink in until i got off the plane home and i was like oh wow that was insane <laughs> and how much really important feedback do you get um from a tryout like that uh you get so much like the the wealth of knowledge that is given to you is insane and that's something that i wasn't expecting because I was like, oh, like they'll, you know, see who they like and who they don't. And I guess that's the point of the tryout is to, you know, they're looking at new people to hire. But we were also given so much feedback and everyone was given things to work on. And there were certain things that I do a certain way that they were like, oh, if you just do this slightly differently, this will be safer for you or more comfortable or this will look better. Or like, you know, they help you so much with in-ring and promos and drills you know like overall just i i took in so much more from that than i thought i would um as far as like feedback wise even in the gym you know like we learned a lot in the through the gym workouts like i, I was like a sponge the whole time i was like constantly writing stuff in my phone because i was just being told 
so much great information that I was like, I don't want to let any of this slip. Like I need to absorb as much of this as I can. So yeah, they, they're really great trainers there. So Steph, for you to take the, the next step, I suppose, and, and get signed by a big promotion overseas, is that predominantly now up to you and for you to work on those points and make sure that you've got all that 100% or is it something that should happen in the next couple of years? Um, yeah, I mean, it's something that I will work on the things that I was told to work on and I will continue to travel and, you know, grow myself as a brand and as a wrestler and, you know, perform in as many places as I can and continue to get better as a wrestler and then see, see what happens. Like now they know who I am and they know where to find me and I know what I need to work on. So yeah, it's just it's just a process, really, but it's very exciting. When you first started wrestling, did you think that it would get to this stage? I know, I know everyone hopes that it does, but did you think that that would happen to you? I, I used to say that if I can have a WWE tryout by 25, I would be happy. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I guess a part of me always thought I would at least get a look at, mm. um, but that's just because I know that they run tryouts in Australia every second year. Um, so I was like, well, I mean, if I stick to this long enough and if I get good enough, they'll might look at me at least, you know, but that was kind of as far as I, I thought it would go. So yeah, it's happened. The, the tryout has happened sooner than I thought it would at least. But oh. as I was kind of touching on before, you really have no idea what the future looks like as a professional wrestler. Like you can make plans and goals and guess what things are going to work out to be, but, you have absolutely no idea what's around the corner and getting that tryout so closely to returning from my shoulder injury kind of was like, oh yes, I'm so glad that I've always knew that anyways because I I came back ready and I came back ready to go because by the time I was in the UK, I was like, I didn't, even if I, like, I didn't have time to prepare anything else. Like I just have to show up, do what I can do, do what I know. My body knows how to wrestle. I know how to work out. I know how to roll and all of this other stuff like, I, all I can do is be me, you know. So that whole experience kind of really hammered home the fact of like, you know, that quote, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Mm. That was like the epitome of that. <laughs> your um, your best friend is one of our favourites. Um, and she is, in my opinion, in Australian wrestling, the best at a much under overlooked um, aspect of professional wrestling, which is networking. How, how important... Um, for someone who, who's, who's a really great wrestler, how important is networking uh, to getting opportunities? Um, I think it's hugely important. And I think the, the proof is in the pudding when you look at some of the performers that are in very high places um, versus some of the performers who are not. And arguably, we have some of the best wrestlers in the world uh, on the indies wrestling in front of you know not many people and then not saying anyone's bad or anything like that but you have some kind of average people wrestling on tv in front of millions you know so i think to me in itself that kind of shows that you can be the best wrestler in the world you can be extremely athletic super charismatic great at promo you could tick every single box but if you don't network or market yourself or get yourself out there or try and make connections and chase it and go after it and get yourself seen, um, it's not going to come to you. 
Does that and come? I think that's a good lesson to to know. <laughs> Does networking come naturally to you? Because um, it doesn't come naturally to everybody, and it's something a lot of people have to really work at. Does is that something that you 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 do quite easily? Um, I think so. I think I've also been lucky because the first few times that I've travelled to America, I've travelled in a group with the other Australian girls, um, and they kind of do a lot for you if that makes sense so like when i've traveled with shazza for instance shazza will be like hi i'm shazza this is my friend steph and i kind of tagged along with her for my first america trip and you know with indy like she's introduced me to a lot of people and helps me with networking i mean some of it i'm a pretty personable person like i i, I know i can talk and i know how to network myself but in another sense um i definitely have had help from other people like yeah as i said shazza and indy my coach madison eagles as well like that's a huge one being known in america as one of madison's girls kind of already gets you in the door a little bit so i've i've definitely had help having a good reputation too yeah and how, how important is the the traveling aspect for overseas getting into different uh, training schools and stuff that like that for a young young wrestler if they're they're listening You'd tell everyone jump on a plane and invest in yourself and get your get in front of the right eyes. Definitely, yeah. I mean, like I know it's not as easy to do as you know as it is for some people, but traveling, regardless whether you're wrestling or not, traveling is so great and it teaches you so many life experiences that I would recommend for anyone to travel, regardless of whether they're wrestling. But as a young wrestler um, coming up. I've learned so much from traveling overseas with wrestling. And I think a lot of, if you ask a lot of other people, they will say the same. Once you go and wrestle overseas, you come back and you feel like a different wrestler because it puts so many things in perspective for you. You learn so much and you get given so much feedback um, that all you can do is work on yourself and become better. And sometimes it's having a completely different set of eyes on you and they go, Oh, why are you doing this thing this way? Do it this way. Instead, it becomes so much easier. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh wow. Like, you know, it's just different perspectives um, from a different country as well. Like the things they do in the UK are slightly different to the U S slightly different to us, to Japan, to wherever else. And, you know, our training school is absolutely amazing. I, I love PWA, but you know, there's been instances where I will get taught like a slightly different technique from someone in America and it makes that movement easier for me for some reason. So just having having as many different people, wrestling's subjective, right? So it doesn't, there's no hard and fast way to, of this is how you do this and this is how you do that. Everything's subjective. There's room to kind of change and alter things depending on what you want to do with it. But yeah, the more that you can get in front of different people and pick their brains and learn from them, there's there's no harm. That's not going to do any bad for you. It's only going to be good in the long run. Um, and even even if you can't travel overseas, like if, if that's not an option for you right now, um, there are still so many opportunities in Australia to learn from really great wrestlers. Like PWA all the time, we have so many wrestlers coming from interstate staying with us for a week or two and doing training like we run training six days a week so we have guys that come over and they'll just train for a whole week and then go back to wherever what state they're from and you'll learn from madison eagles mick marie robbie eagles chas mckenzie like everyone jack bonds is floating around like there's so many 
brains to pick just in one school. Same with EPW. They do their training camps, like the Wrestle Rampage. Dojo is great. Like there's, there are still so many great minds to learn from still in Australia. So even if overseas isn't an option, uh, definitely travel within Australia and go and suss out the other schools. Steph, I think since the last time we spoke to you, you've been very open about your sexuality as well. Was the wrestling world ready for that? Um, yeah, I think they were. Like, I, I, it hasn't, it hasn't really impacted my wrestling at all, and I, that's kind of by choice. I, I wanted to just kind of be like, hey guys, this is a thing, and let's just move on because it's. I didn't feel like I wanted to or needed to have that as part of my character or part of my in-ring or anything like that. And I know a lot of people do and like, awesome, love that, good for them. But I felt like there was a lot more to me. Um, you know, I'm the Python powerhouse. I'm Steph Delano. I'm, I'm all these other things. That's just another little element of my lifestyle. So I, I did want to keep that separate from my in-ring. But as far as the reception, like everyone's been super cool about it. My close friends already kind of knew, so it's it hasn't been a, a big life-altering experience or anything like that. Um, I saw on social media recently you were doing one of those uh, question and answer on Twitter gimmicks, and um, mm-hmm. someone asked you what was the three best pieces of advice that you got in wrestling, and I yeah. remember really enjoying the response, especially the last one, which I believe was from Gino Gambino, Lose the Fucking Mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah lose the effing mask yeah that was that was from him it was that's funny it was after a new japan tryout actually <laughs> so um i did a new japan tryout um just for the experience just as i mean i'm a female wrestler new japan does i mean they've got started now but this was two years yeah. ago so they had nothing to do with female wrestling but i did it for the experience because i was like the more situations that I can put myself in where I'm uncomfortable, I'm under pressure, I've got these eyes looking at me and I can still perform, the better it is, right? Like I kind of looked at that as like a, a mock WWE tryout, like just trying to get reps in in those uncomfortable situations. Anyway, so I did the tryout. Um, we had matches, so I wrestled as Facebook. Um, and then Gino came up to me afterwards and he was like, Steph, you are way too entertaining and your facials are too good for you to be wrestling under a mask. Take it off. And I was like, ah. <laughs> Granted, I didn't take it off then and there. I still stayed Facebook for like another year. But all of those little moments like that, especially from people like Gino, who I really respect, um, yeah, I definitely held on to those little pieces of advice and it helped me make my decision in the long run. Gino definitely speaks highly of you. I know that... Um... Our first interview with him early last year was when you were just making your comeback, and he um, he definitely put you over then. Oh, awesome! Yeah, no, I, I love Gina. We're we're great friends. He's a he's a good person. <laughs> uh, speaking of the the comeback from the injury, has uh, everything been a okay since then? Yeah, everything is great. Like I was so diligent with my rehab and recovery uh, that my shoulder is better than the other one <laughs> like it's perfect it's it's come back a hundred percent and uh yeah so i'm i'm feeling great my body feels really good the python powerhouse says she met jake the snake roberts or would she like <laughs> she, to hopefully she's meeting jake the snake roberts on sunday because <laughs> he's here at, he's at max watts i'm um, looking forward to that photo opportunity <laughs> I, oh mate so i have tickets to the show 
Um, so I'm going to the show, but we're doing like PWA is doing some pre pre show matches, like they keeping our ring there and stuff. Oh, nice, cool. excellent. Um, and I'm like, somehow, some way. I am getting backstage and I'm getting a photo with Jake and his snake. <laughs> uh, wouldn't it just be great if Jake actually brings your snake out? Oh, can you imagine? Wouldn't that be nice? Can I borrow it for the night before? <laughs> These are all things I've thought about. Can always... Jake and Snake do a run-in for my cage match? Good that, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> can you imagine? I know. People, imagine the pop. People are going to start talking now. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sorry, spoiler alert, Jake is not available and he will not be at PWA. <laughs> Don't quote me. <laughs> uh, that's wrestling fans for you. Uh, you can give him yeah. one of your new new T-shirts that just arrived. Oh, mate, I know I will. Maybe maybe that's how I'll win him over. Yep. Good idea, thank you. That is a good T-shirt. <laughs> I'm really happy with it, it looks great, thank you. Now I'm old enough to remember a lot of our older wrestlers and uh, and the like, and I think I made the comparison a while back to the boys here. They may not have heard me though, because while well, she was probably too drunk at the time, <laughs> your look is very very similar to a, a look of a, an older wrestler here from Melbourne, Sherry Sinatra. The long oh. black hair. I'm, I have a, just if you get an opportunity to go back through the photos, there's such a striking resemblance between the two of you. Can you, when we're done with this, can you text me the name so I can Google it? I will, it? for sure, you bet. Awesome. Okay, interesting. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And it's, uh, the first time I saw you, just the long, the long black hair and your costume, the way you wear it, was pretty much exactly the way she used to dress herself. And I'm just thinking, wow, that is a striking resemblance. It takes me back wow. a lot of years. I'm ripping someone off and I didn't even know. No, no, <laughs> Perfect. No, just uh, comparisons and compliments, I think, more than ripping off. Uh, so good. Yeah, Tony, it is what it is, though. It's the, it's the evolution of wrestling. Even if you don't realise that everything's been done before, it's kind of ah, cool. That's when you a good think point. About it. Have you heard music? These music's all been done before. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's art. Any art, I guess. I was just going to touch on uh, Australian Twitter. Um, do you think we should be championing each other more on Twitter than bringing each other down inside the industry? Hmm. It's a hmm. tough one, really, because uh, I see I thought about it and I think potentially part of what it is, is people don't resolve issues between themselves. So there's this kind of like underlying bitterness, passive aggressive caddy kind of stuff instead of like a direct, hey, man, what's going on? You know, instead of actually dealing with if there is conflict between two people, it just kind of becomes this, like, Twitter back and forth. And to be honest, I can't really talk because I know I've definitely been involved in a few of those. So I'm just as bad as everyone else. But, yeah, when I when I thought about it, um, I, I think that possibly could be wise. I think people kind of need to just sort out their conflict between themselves instead of doing it on a public forum. But I guess that's just social media in general, really. I'm going to have this same conversation with Tony later. <laughs> oh, yeah. I look forward to that. Uh, speaking of social media, were there any uh, social media questions we for did. Steph from our listeners? Um, I've got to bring them up now because I'm unprepared as usual. As normal. <laughs> I did Surely, there's a few at least. No, there definitely are. I sent them to these two idiots as well. You want me oh, to ask one while you're getting yeah, go yours up? Uh, is it 
Bankier John, he wants to know what your favourite podcast is. I think he might be um, leading there. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I have... Tony's fingers I, on the dump button as we speak. <laughs> I Let me think. I've been listening to... There's one called 3D Muscle Journey, and that's like a weightlifting um, and nutrition podcast, so I really like that one. Um I don't really listen to a whole lot of podcasts. The other ones I listen to are like random crime ones and also uh, like nutrition. So it's kind of boring. But my, my favorite one uh, is, yeah, 3DMJ. Uh, that's like a weightlifting one. And, of course, as I said, on the turnbuckle. Got to give you guys a shout out. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank I've only you. listened to crime ones as well, I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't even listen to on the turnbuckle, so you've done great. <laughs> I listen to myself and like very select other people that I really like. <laughs> um, from Taron5502, we've got Do you think you can bite as hard as Shana did to Becky? Oh, um, no. No, I can't. That was impressive. That was a, an impressive amount of blood. <laughs> I thought um, it was a really good visual, though, to have Shana think about it, then pull out the mouth guard. I actually thought that was quite effective. I've had, I've seen so many people shit all over that segment, but I actually low-key really liked it. So maybe I'm the minority here. Everyone said it was, like, dumb and stupid and whatever, but I'm like, I thought it was cool. Like, I think it's different. I don't know. I think what Why you not? find is the people who love AEW will say that that's dumb and stupid, and then the people who like WWE will say that Orange Cassidy is dumb and stupid, and they don't realize that you can just like what you like and then not worry about what other people are doing. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like everything's stupid. Like <laughs> everything we do is stupid. Running like, the ropes. Like look, it's professional wrestling. Like <laughs> the argument that anything is stupid at this point in 2020 needs to be thrown out the window. Um. So, yeah, personally, I actually really liked that segment. But I am good friends with Shana, so I might be biased. <laughs> AJ Styles' brother, BJM Styles, has asked, uh, let's say you didn't do wrestling, what would be your profession? So, I like, my dream profession, other than, obviously, a professional wrestler, would be a zookeeper. But, yeah. but the industry is very hard to get into, and there's not much money in it. Um, so I don't know like if I want to go from a profession like wrestling where there is not much money in it and very hard to become <laughs> successful and go straight into another one. <laughs> so I honestly, what I think I would do is I would probably study um, nutrition because I find nutrition really interesting, but then I would probably lead into animal nutrition. So like pet food because oh. I work in a pet store. That's like my real job. And I find the nutrition side of it just so interesting. So some sort of crazy sciencey pet food nutritiony something like that. It would definitely be something animal related, um, but that's kind of what I'm thinking at the moment. Who knows? It'll probably change. I'll probably do none of it. I'm I'm hoping that I'll be a successful wrestler, but we'll see. I'm getting a, I'm getting a new dog in four weeks. I might have to hit you up for some nutrition tips. Yeah, send me a message. Um, we we had we're speaking to Marcus Cool last week and. Uh, he said the absolute highlight of his time at PWA um, was the dingo puppies. Oh, my God. I love Marcus Cool. Isn't he the best? He, he really yeah, is. He is so good. Yeah, Marcus Cool is the best. And, yes, the dingo puppies were out of control. Like, I knew they were going to be cute, but that was just on another level. <laughs> like, it was just ridiculous. Because what happened was 
Um, we were doing the Coliseum Fan Fest, whatever. Everyone was thinking of ideas for stalls. The Velocities, uh, and Jude, Jude messaged me. He was like, Steph, I want to do something with like a dog rescue. And I know you work with dogs and we should, you know, figure something out. I reached out to like a couple of dog rescues, but because of the because the dog rescues are uh, a lot of them are like non for profit and that kind of thing, it's just very hard to coordinate, and it, I, it wasn't really working. And then I was like, God, you know, it would be so cool. I knew there was a couple of dingo rescues, and I was like, you know what? I'll just message them. I'm like, there's no way they would be able to do it. If they did, they would want like thousands of dollars. But whatever. Found one called Sydney Dingo Rescue. Um, and they're like, yep, we're available. We can come. We would love to come. We've got two dingo puppies we can bring. And I was like, wait, puppies? And they're like, <laughs> yep. And I was like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. So, yeah, anyway, um, Sydney Dingo Rescue came down. They brought two of their dingo puppies. And it was just – it was the best. Like, I don't want to say that it was the highlight because it was my stall, but, like, it was definitely the highlight. <laughs> no, it definitely was. If Hang on, hang on. We we performed at that fan fest. We, oh, were, yeah. we thought we were the highlight. We you were definitely second to us. We so. weren't as cute as the dingo puppies. <laughs> no, this me. is true. <laughs> no, yeah. Number if, two. If MCW were to do a fan fest, and hopefully – in the near future they do. How do we get the dingo puppies down here? Um, there might be a dingo rescue in Melbourne. <laughs> if not, they might have to drive them down. I reckon you'd volunteer to be uh, piloting that car. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd get in the car. I wouldn't drive for anything else, but if there's dingo puppies involved, sure. Marcus Cool will fly to Sydney, then drive to Melbourne. <laughs> oh, everyone was loving it. There was like, I don't know if you guys saw it, but like, I put on my story a video of like Orange Cassidy just laying in the playpen with the dingo puppies jumping all over him. And I was like, this is just magic. <laughs> like nothing tops any of this. This is great. Steph, time for us to move on. We do thank you so much for your time though. And we do once again congratulate you on being the first ever MCW Women's Champion. And hopefully uh, that may come back your way in the near future. If people want to follow you on socials, how do they do that? Um, on Instagram and Twitter, it's at Steph Delander. Uh, and then Facebook, you just type in Steph Delander, it'll come up. Very, very easy to find me. <laughs> and good luck for your matchup this weekend. Yeah, Hopefully you can match. pick up another title in a brutal oh. cage match. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes, fingers crossed. And good luck with Jake the Snake too. <laughs> oh, that, that's the real art. That's what I'm looking for. That's my main event. The photo with Jake and his snake. Good anyway. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Steph Delander joining us here on the Turnbuckle. Part two of the show here on the Turnbuckle. Thank you for joining us. What a great talent. Fantastic speaker, Steph. Yeah, I remember the first time we spoke to her, I hadn't heard her speak before and I was blown away and I was really looking forward to today's interview. Yeah, very quality listen and uh, 
hoping the dingoes puppies come down. Yeah, wouldn't that be fantastic? Put a head on her shoulders. Yes, I definitely. I should mention our music tonight too. I didn't get the opportunity. Well, I didn't do it before. Uh, we opened the show with Jake the Snake well, you Roberts. you refused to do it. It's on the run sheet. Yeah, I know. I just totally missed it. Uh, and of course, we'll talk about Jake the Snake who is still currently touring around and hopefully he does get to meet Steph on the weekend. Uh, that music though that we just heard was the music of Slex. Business is booming and uh, there's no doubt that Slex is booming at the moment. Made his debut with Ring of Honour. Adam Brooks has signed with ROH. It's uh, becoming a place of destination, isn't it, for our Aussie wrestlers? Well, what I think has happened is that Ring of Honour have realised that there's a lot of guys in Australia It's sort of an untapped market still. And it's a great way for them to get some exciting new talent in and maybe create some buzz because they've been lacking that for quite a while. Um, Slex had a great debut. Oh, yeah, definitely. The, the, um, he got the streamers from the crowd. So, you know, majority of the crowd knew who he was, got a great reaction, had a really good match with uh, Flip Gordon. Flip Gordon didn't get injured in it, so that's a positive. Uh, <laughs> I can't help it. That, that joke writes itself. Um, but the commentators also put Slex over the whole the whole match, saying he, uh, he was the big man on campus in uh, Australian wrestling. He called out Okada, and Okada accepted the challenge and came to him. They made him made him look like a million bucks. Um, he didn't get the win in his debut, but he's gone straight into a, a program with Shane Taylor. He got beat down after the match, so... He's in a storyline straight away. He's um, in some big storylines straight away with um, with the upper card guys, which is really pleasing. Um, and Brooksy got signed, and he's gonna uh, he'll be seamlessly into their roster as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that's, big maths fan, Brooksy. Yeah, that's 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 great for Brooksy. You know, I've been a Brooksy mark for you know four or five years now. So You're wearing a Brooksy shirt, right? I'm now. also mm. yes, I'm. You know, I don't take it off a lot. He's so. the Mark's Mark, really. Yeah. And was Will Ospreay on that show as well? Uh, no. No? Okay. No. He doesn't work for Ring of Honor. No, he... he, he um, the, I think that was the week before, Tony. Ah, okay. But yeah. there was an honorary Australian. The Session Moth made her... Yes. Her debut as well. Yes, which is... Yeah, it's, ho- hopefully they're going to, you know, push the Women of Honor like they said they were going to do a few years ago. Is it... They signed to Neil... Well, yeah, she's gone uh, now. Uh, no, at, when they started it, so, you know, three Australians have been under contract for Ring and Wonder now, so... Well, maybe now with the... with They've still got that partnership with um, New, New Japan, Japan yep. so maybe we might start seeing a fair few stardom girls go through that Women of Honor division, which would... I mean, if you get Hana Kimura over there, that would be a huge boost. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, yeah, that's uh, plenty of eyes on the Australian scene at the minute. Yeah, it certainly is, and uh, speaking of overseas... Debuts or overseas opportunities. Our boy Royce Chambers uh, announced for DDT. Yeah, that's huge. We're, that's we've massive. been sitting on this for a little while, um, <laughs> but to see Royce uh, get the opportunity for an excursion to a company like DDT, who, in my opinion, are probably the number two promotion in Japan now, um, doing a lot of really fun stuff that really fits in with his style and. His first match got announced, and it's with Chris Brooks, which yeah. I think will be fantastic. And that's the you know the their promotion's top gaijin as well. So putting him straight with their their top guy that's that's amazing. Um, yeah, I know Royce was blown away. Oh, it, it, it's crazy! It, it is crazy being you know just thrown right in the deep end. Hopefully, he has a really good tour. He's going to get some really good training under his belt while he's there, and you know 
He's going to get a lot of matches. Have some great matches while he's there. Subscribe to the DDT streaming service, and you'll get to watch Royce. And you'll get to see Maki Ito as well, which is nice. Um, Just a short black coffee with a little bit of milk. No, it's my favourite wrestler. Tony. Mm. Um, (laughs) I'm going to teach you some new words about you. Uh, PWG also made some big announcements. Yeah, you got a... Orange Cassidy versus Mick Moretti, which... Is that Mark Moretti or Mick Moretti? That's <laughs> uh, Mick Moretti. No, Mick Moretti. Mick Moretti. Tony, correct. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. That's stupid. Jesus. Um, yeah, so the, that match... Orange County. What a character he is. Orange, and against Mick, Mick... Orange what? Orange County. Orange County <laughs> versus Mick Moretti. That, just on paper, that's that's amazing. Great. And, uh, yeah, you got the Velocities in a tag team match. Um not 100% sure who they're matching. It doesn't matter against. who they're wrestling. It doesn't, actually. Uh, just more Australians getting... And Uggs more, on the card as well. Get, yeah, just more Australians getting more uh, exposure overseas, which is great. It is good news. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Matt Hardy. Not so much good news for him. Well, I mean, he might be good news for him. I mean, I think he's been written off TV from WWE now. I think he's done, yep. it looks like. Um, maybe he might be the leader of the Dark Order is what people are saying well if he's the leader of the Dark Order and goes into that delete character which WWE dipped their toes in but didn't go fully like there was an injury yeah yeah. it just didn't the timing didn't work Um, they didn't do it well either yeah but if he goes into that Dark Order team he doesn't have to take all the bums he can like the Raven's flock I guess you know know, Raven what what a gimmick booked himself in he didn't have to take all the bumps um so, oh, yeah, wrestling uh, fans are going to write that themselves. You know, obviously, probably have a 90-day n- non-compete. No, no, his contract's ending, so there's no How non-compete. That Ends oh. in March, yeah. So um, oh, he'll good. be able to go straight in. Look, he's a, he's a big name. Yep. So um, that, like, that'll actually be a really good signing if, it's, if that comes to pass. So uh, that'll be huge for AW, I think. And mm. look, as much as, like, they've got the workers card and like the guys who do the flips and that's that's sort of what everyone says and that when they're trying to insult AEW um they've still got some really experienced um workers like Cody and Jericho and and Matt Hardy fits into that he cut a really good promo um to Randy Orton yeah like I actually felt that and yeah so he's still got so much value yeah definitely and you see the the bigger matches that AEW have got um, you know, praise for. They've been the story-driven matches. Um, so yeah, hopefully this Dark Order thing takes the uh, it's probably takes it to the next level. The Dark Order needs something, or else it's got to go the yeah. same way as the Nightmare Collective. I, I, I did like him coming out as '99 version of Matt Hardy yeah. uh, in the gimmick. So they killed that carry. He didn't go out there as you know. Um, was it Woken? Uh, broken, Matt, broken Matt Hardy. So. You know, that might have been his been himself. Speaking of Dark Order, what Dark Order has Shayna Baszler come out of? My goodness me, did anyone see that coming? I didn't know she was a biter, but that's probably why she has a, um, a, a mouth, <laughs> mouth guard in all the time. You see the face was full of blood. It was just... It was brutal looking. <laughs> it was brutal. We touched on it with Steph on the phone. I, um, I liked it because it's really hard to do something different yeah. that's never been done before in wrestling. And... It made her look sadistic, um, and I mean, there's probably a little bit too much blood. Uh, blood capsules are hard to control. Yeah, but 
it did make her look like a killer, and it was something different, and people are talking about it. Yeah, I thought I thought Becky sold it a million bucks when she's on the ring apron, you know, and the, the and paramedics are coming. Yeah, and they keep bleeping it out, and she's pushing the EMTs away. I thought I thought it's in this really the same company the where their owner mocked another company not too long ago for being a blood and guts company. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. So when you say a like. A, He's, they use it sparingly, WWE, so it's got impact. Whereas what he was talking about, Blood and Guts Company, that was the more hardcore wrestling. Okay. It's very different. But uh, yeah, look, I think people should just worry about what they, they do themselves rather than talking about other companies, Vince included. <laughs> yeah, he's got a football league to run now anyway. Uh, coronavirus isn't the only thing going viral at the moment. Uh, Carlo Cadden and, and them and the kid did as well. Has <laughs> uh, anyone checked on... The man, the kid, is he all right? Well, I think he got thrown over the border. Yeah, <laughs> that's one way to. Yeah, yeah. No, like they're, they're wrestling. Him. They're wrestling in Malaysia, and their Carlo has given Eman the kid a German suplex, and I'm not sure if he's landed yet. Yeah, wow. Bro- Brock Lesnar, he would be proud, really, and probably blush. It was <laughs> the height <laughs> that he got. It was. Um, it was amazing. And yeah, it went viral on Twitter. And there's a little bit of hate back and forth. People, you know, uneducated people saying Carlo was a, was a reckless wrestler. But Carlo... wrestlers that have been in the ring with him, like Davis Storm, and you know, they've beaten the shit out of each other, let's be honest. Carlo trains Eman the Kid as well. Y- yes. And then, you know, for him to have to get on there and defend himself, which... I yeah. haven't seen that. Yeah, it was a bit disappointing today. But, you know, Davis jumped in this, you know. The the spot may have looked dangerous and reckless, but... Eman was in control of his yeah, body. Yeah, and Carlo's one of the safest workers in yeah. Australia, so... He only injures himself. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but yeah, go, go and watch it, Tony. I will. Because you, you won't watch it once. You'll right. watch it 15 or 20 times. Hey, great news. Uh, we also heard uh, Steph mention before about the training centres around Australia and EPW's training centre. Well, they've opened up a second training facility, which is fantastic. Yeah, I think it's a couple of hours south of Perth. So that means that they'll have training six days a week now um, across their two venues and gives more people the opportunity to learn off Davis Storm. Yeah, definitely one of the one of the great minds in a, in Australian wrestling, and you know he's a pretty good bloke. Yeah, he's a pretty bloke too. He know. gets he's gets he's like Benjamin Button. Yeah, he gets I, better looking as he and looks younger as he as he ages. Well, he's yeah. a grandfather of wrestling. Oh. <laughs> You've gone with that one again, have you, Tony? So <laughs> yes. more more EPW training. It's not like you to reuse a joke. No, <laughs> say it again. Uh, Orange County. <laughs> WSW it seems to work though uh, WSW back in May yeah so they announced uh, Tuesday uh, we're uh, coming back for a tour in May so obviously Facebook comments have gone crazy of uh, you know all the fans fantasy booking of who they want to see come over some so. outlandish Suggestions, yeah, some some outlandish ones, but um, you know, hold out hope the Brooklyn Brawler may come. Um, yeah, so they're always fun shows. Uh, you, you're gonna see some big up and coming independent names, and you know, hopefully, see a couple of larger names 
that are out there. As in like really long names or? Yeah, long names, you know, A, Knuckleball, Schwartz. That's the Brooklyn Ball, Tony. Mm. Yep, same guy. Yeah. Do you want to see him? No. No? He's about 90. Oh, time for Walshie to cancel something. Oh, Cody, no. Um, yeah, like, we also Cody Hall get cancelled this week? Uh, I've I seen him got fired from another Japanese company. <laughs> I think that's... Uh, I think he's probably done the Grand Slam. Oh, you got people making inappropriate jokes about coronavirus left, yeah. right and centre and racist jokes. He made a yellow fever joke, I think. Yeah, that's a bit silly. Ridiculous. A bit silly. Um, people making fools of themselves online. Uh, and you like you both know, or you agree that I prefer cancelling individual uh, behaviours yep. rather than cancelling individuals. But there was a behaviour this week on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. All right. That can't be ignored. All right. Tony. Is- Tony. Yes. Not only has your on inability to tweet and Facebook coherently mm-hmm. made us look like fools mm-hmm. and made you look like a fool. It's upset our loyal listeners. Then, when out of the goodness of my own heart, mm-hmm. here we go, I try to correct you on this behaviour. You throw your toys out of the pram. It was like an emo kid at a My Chemical Romance concert. They're coming to Australia soon, too. Who emo kids? No, what, well, what, they'll be out in force. What's with what's with your inability to take constructive criticism? It was a constructive criticism, Walshy. All of a sudden, you've become the social media king, where you believe that you can dictate and forcefully bully people into having your social media thoughts. Well, I'm not. It wasn't my social media it thoughts. Was. It's your inability to reply to a simple thread. And it's my mum does it, where there'll be a thread, and instead of replying to the person she's talking to, she'll write something separately on a completely different post. So it makes no sense. If we've got any listeners out there who can who want to message us in, and they can sit down with Tony and teach him the basics of social media. So you need you're asking for a volunteer. A volunteer. To social media They'll need training. To be very patient. Oh. Very fucking patient. You know the best part about it is, is that my role full time is as social media <laughs> for the job that I'm in. <laughs> Digital and website coordinator. That's my title with the education department. Have you got a business card with that, Tony? <laughs> no one's going to believe that. Part no, that's. Are they going to think you've made that part up? No, it's true. It's the truest thing you've ever said. It's, it's a shoot job. <laughs> Yeah, like Welsh, he said, Tony, we don't need help to make ourselves look stupid. We can do it on our own. No, obviously, I'm pretty much in the same area. <laughs> yeah, well. Mm. Uh, all right, thank you, Welsh, for cancelling me. Does that mean you don't follow me on social media anymore if you've cancelled me? No, I'm trying to get everyone to cancel you. Oh, no, don't do that. No, it's more your, it's more your behaviour that I'm cancelling. Yeah. The, throwing, the throwing the toys out of the cot. Um, <laughs> Should I have a chat to my wife about some stories? <laughs> Your wife must be a saint, because oh, I'm assuming she's right all the time. Wow. And that's what she's told me anyway. Yep. Let's preview. Preview. Pre- preview. <laughs> Let's preview what's happening with PWA. Too many P's in there. It is late. Rick South for the boys? On, Rick uh... South for the boys. Yeah. Uh, with the huge 
as we mentioned earlier, the huge cage match, which um, is probably only the second or third women's cage match. Will he have his uh, dances and the like as part of his entry, I would have thought? I, th- I assume so. It, um, I haven't sinks... done the creative for the show, so I'm no. not 100% sure, but I'm sure he'll have something big. Yes. yes. It'll sinks, be on sink, Ovo. It syncs up nicely with the Mardi Gras Rick at the time, and I, I think Rick he'll go all out. When has, all when has Ricky South not gone all out? Yeah, that's right. That's true. Mm. It's actually well, he's got a show named after him. I'm, I'm assuming he's gonna he's gonna go big. But that main event's actually something to look forward to. Yes, yes, definitely. And PWA released a T-shirt uh, this week as well. PWA they, Pride. They did. Um, that's great. Which was fantastic. See, it's a good-looking T-shirt as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's a really good initiative by them. Um, only pre-orders. Uh, they're pre-order only, so make sure you get your pre-orders in. Before they all get snapped up, and um, Kingsley's going to be dancing to "Untouched." It's going to be a really fun show. Really, really fun. Looking forward to it. Very much. I don't know what "Untouched" is. It's that Veronica song, isn't it? I don't know. Look, I'm honestly, I am lost at how people are all into the Veronicas because all I remember is everyone used to roll their eyes at the Veronicas. When did they become popular? I think isn't it ironic? Um, I'm not think? sure. It, I think that it was ironic for certain people, but yeah. I think some people just think, "Oh yeah, they were awesome." So like, maybe they were ironic for people. Then people have just jumped on the bandwagon. It's and like made rain it. on your wedding day. No, that's not ironic. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on fire tonight, yeah. Tony. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, happy birthday to a very good friend of the program. One of our favourites turns thirty. When you're going to his party? No, no, I can't go to the party. I was oh. invited. Um, we, were, were you, we were invited. We yeah. were invited. The podcast the was team. invited, yeah. No, no. No, because I can uh, still go. No, no. Like, I'm free for No, Friday. no, you weren't invited. Close friends and family only. It's a stick is it, there, This Tony. is fair dinkum. Well, I think I'm the plus one. I wasn't you? actually invited. My girlfriend was invited, plus me. You know what uh, it is? He's busy, so he's thrown the invite out of yeah. the, 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 on the turnbuckle because he doesn't want us to go without him. I can show of course, you. we are talking about... I wasn't invited by Robbie. No, Robbie Eagles, of course, is the man that we're talking about. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, I'll keep checking my letterbox. Happy yeah, birthday, mate. Yeah, happy we birthday. We appreciate it, and I yeah. uh, hope you have a freaking good night. Yeah, we'll uh, play the birthday song next week for you, I guess. Yeah, you yeah. bet. Yeah. See you Friday, mate. It's a bit far to go. Play that out of a tube out of my ass. <laughs> for not inviting it's me It's only an hour and a half flight. Yeah, but have you seen the weather in Sydney at the moment? There's no guarantees planes are going to be allowed to land. Well, at least well, you water planes are. You're going to hire a seaplane, are you? Hire a seaplane. It's not, Robbie's birthday. They're not the safest things in the world. Hey, I got the uh, the opportunity to be our AEW person this week. Well, we've banned Lyle. Lyle. Lyle's on suspension. The one, the one review I heard, and oh, it was good. On, you can't hear a review yet because it's my No, review. no, of my prediction last hey, week. Don't jump in now, mate. You've lost oh, the opportunity. Oh, no, no, because that person shit on it to me and then as a joke messaged you oh, saying it was bullshit, good. Oh, that's bullshit then. So <laughs> there's a fair opportunity. His review of my review was shit house. From what I saw on AEW this afternoon, yeah, there is a fair opportunity that you're going to see one of the best AEW tag team title matches in a long time. Kenny Omega and uh, Adam Page yeah, up yeah. against SCU, an amazing, amazing match. I find that hard to believe. So uh, just wait and see that. Also, John Moxley versus Santana. Yeah, yeah. Smooth Tito match, this one. Tito yeah. Santana. Yeah. yeah. This is eye for an eye match, this one. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this, actually. There is a run-through 
I don't want to. I don't want to. Spoiler alert! If you don't want to hear this, don't. But there is a run through. So someone makes a run in. Someone okay. makes a run in. Right. Through I think you spoil it for me. Who? Yes. Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Dean Ambrose during the match with John Moxley and Santana. Can I ask you a question? When you were watching the match, did you sort of just hear the announcer say that it was a John Moxley match? Then you went to the bathroom and you came back and you just saw Dean Ambrose in the ring. I did miss a minute or two of it. <laughs> so it was probably just a singles match between John Moxley and... He looked very much like Dean Ambrose. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it yet, Tony, so I'm not I'm sure... No, I'm sure it was Dean Ambrose. I'm absolutely positive. I have no doubt about that. All right, I'm with you. I'm... Tito Santana hasn't aged at all, has he? <laughs> no, no, this is Santana, the guy that's saying smooth. <laughs> this is the bloke that's saying smooth. Well, did he, have his, he come out with his he guitar? with the guitar and everything. <laughs> that's not bad. You watch it out for the gimmick guitar then. Someone's taking a guitar shot. Moving right along. Uh, yeah, hang on. I've just got to get back. It was better than Lyle's. <laughs> it was much better than Lyle's. <laughs> uh, Jake the Snake tour continues. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, yes. Uh, it's getting really, really he's good definitely reviews. in Sydney on Sunday. He is. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it's stopping. Been told he's that. got to meet Steph. Well, it's also preventing um, new photography studios from being able to watch maths and comment with me oh, okay. on the thread. Right. Yep. Um, and he will... Definitely not be at PWA, which wrestling fans can take things out of context. During our interview with Steph, it was mentioned it would be cool if he made a run-in during a match on Saturday night. Please don't, you know, that's not wrestling foreshadowing or little tease. It's, he, he will not be well, there. I'm going with it. He's definitely doing you run-in. Won't be there. Well, he's booked that night doing what, his own... For PWA? <laughs> Well, if he's there, I'm going to look like a fool now. Well, in oh, fairness, no, that won't be the first time. Even if he's not there, you're going to look like a fool in those shorts. Well, oh, this is my second best page. Uh, folks, get along to a wrestling show around Australia over the weekend. Let me tell you what is on. Friday, February the 14th, speaking of bad weather in Sydney, Ryan Rapids is joining PCW Slam in Ferntree Gully. I may have accidentally left that on from last week. P- PWA, P- uh, well, PCW Slam will be on. Yes, yeah, so And might... Ryan Rapid won't be there. Oh, he might be. Mm-hmm. It's not announced. Set up again. But it's Valentine's Day, so I'll be trying to win it some is. brownie points. I'll be out. Uh, whose wife would you be out? <laughs> Funny you say that. My wife's actually going out on Valentine's no. Day. So I am wifeless. So if anyone wants to... Uh... Wants me to take them out, or we, wants me to take their it, wife out. Why should be looking after the kids? Is a too muted point to ask who the she's kids going are old out en- with? The kids, the kids are old enough to look after themselves. Oh, hang on, I'm getting the neck chop here, so I better not yeah, say anything. The kids are five and six; they'll be right on their own for a couple of hours. Yeah, I'm sure they will be. Won't take you a couple of hours. Well, there's that too. I'm mm. taking them to the wrestling on uh, Saturday yeah, night. So so where is dad. the wrestling on Saturday you're a good night? Dad. Uh, the New Horizons Pro Wrestling in Perth. Are you going there? Uh, no, no. No, okay. Uh, present Battle of Honour with their annual tag tournament as well as MLW champions Tom Lawler and Low Key facing off PCW Ignition. You going there? Uh, no. Uh, they count down their Grand Slam, uh, count down to Grand Slam 2. PWA, that's where you're going. You're taking the kids to Sydney to watch Ricky South for the boys. I would love to, but I am not going up there with the kids. You must then be going to Wrestle Rampage in Adelaide. Uh, Carp Diem, Rat Daddy, first title defence. Tough to get me to Adelaide, but no, that's not this weekend. I'm not sure no. you're you're banned from Adelaide, are you? 
Well, After yeah. the, what happened, the unpleasantness last time. There we, is we, no chance you're going to the local show at Showdown Wrestling in Werribee, is there? I'm going there. It's JXT's last, last match. It is too before he one. heads over yeah. to the US. Get the kids a $5 photo with him. Hopefully he's got his figurine box there. So. And Mitch Waterman takes on Nick Berry. Is that Burry? Burry. <laughs> Nick Burry. What did I say? Um, we're you, kidding. You said Berry. You said it right for a change. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, it's getting late. No, it's getting late, Tony. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, yes. So that'll be fantastic. Enjoy yeah, the that. showdown shows are a lot of fun. Yeah. If you're promoting a if show, please get in contact, in contact with us and we'll uh, do our best to mess it up for you. Uh, if you've got an idea for a podcast, also get in contact with us and we can uh, host you in our brand new studios. I'm thinking about a mass podcast, Tony. Yes, we could have a debate. A mass debate. Yes, with a lot of people. Hmm. We should do that. That'd be all right, actually. Yeah. Group mass. I've got a... Uh, Mrs. Eagles has put her hand up to be on that. To be involved in our mass debate? No, don't be disgusting, Tony. I'm just asking, that's what you said. To, to be on maths, a maths podcast. Oh, maths debate. Yes. Yeah, with an F. Oh. With an F. I got that wrong, didn't I? Well. Uh, not the first thing you've got wrong. That would be interesting. Yes, uh, you hey, two guys. Speaking watch the of show. JXT heading off to the US, he will be joining us from our New Jersey studios. New Jersey next week. Yep, we'll be speaking to him because uh, he heads uh, off I in a maybe, couple of days. Time. I think maybe we might pre-record it. Kay the theatre of radio, mate. K Fade. Play a little bit. Do the, do the listeners really care? I just don't. Wouldn't think... they like to believe that maybe we do have a New Jersey studio? Since I've been there a couple of times oh, now. Here we go. Especially, I went there after I went to Chicago. Did I tell you I went to Chicago last year? No. Mm. You've never told me this. Can you cancel Tony care. again? Yeah, I'll probably. He's no, going to give, oh, me, okay, yeah. he's gonna give <laughs> me something else in the next seven days. Uh, thanks, folks, for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Thank you, Steph Delander, for your time. Time to go home, boys. Yes, it's a lot. Catch you next week. Uh, JXT joining us live from our New Jersey studios. We'll talk to him and you from there. Till then, see ya.